Welcome to the Absurdly Average Podcast. This is a very special episode of the podcast. We're actually doing a interview right now, and it's live. So, you know, mark your calendars for next year when we do it again. But we are doing an interview with Sarah from Make-A-Wish. Now, um, Sarah, you are, if you just want to tell us about yourself, what you do at Make-A-Wish, you know, a little bit of insight as to, you know, you. Yeah. Absolutely. Hi, everyone. Happy to be here. Um, super thankful for all of y'all um, just checking in and checking out this podcast and, and overall just supporting our streamers. Um, but yeah, so I've been at Make-A-Wish full-time since August. I am the, my official title is Community Events Coordinator. Essentially, I like to say that I have a couple of different buckets, um, which keeps it fun. One of those is this campaign and like any other brand random campaign that we have throughout the year. We have like a beards campaign and a summer of wishes and streaming. Um, so that's kind of one of my buckets. Another one is working with um, school age children, elementary all the way through college, which is really fun. And then kind of that third bucket is any like external event, whether you're like golf tournaments, 5K, bike rides, um, but kind of everything falls under that like fundraising awareness. Okay, that's awesome. Wait, now, did I hear beards? Did I hear that correctly? Like, facial yes. hair beards? Yes. Wait, now, okay, you have my complete and total, like, <laughs> attention. What is what is, what is going yes. on with that? So, we call it Beards for Wishes. This is our second year of doing it. Um, essentially, it's like a beard growing competition um, that we do in the fall. Um, and, yeah, there's different categories from, like, no beard to best beard. Like, you can get an award for like growth if you didn't have a beard before and now you have a big beard or maybe like wackiest. Um, and yeah, so you get people to support you and donate um, while growing out your beard. Well, I am definitely going to need to get some information on that like <laughs> later on because yes, uh, all of my hair ran away from the top of my head and is now in this glorious, basically a kitten that sits on my face 24 seven. So yeah, like that's, that's that. So what, what got you into uh, Make-A-Wish? I mean, there's a billion charities out there, and there's yeah. a lot of them that support children, but what made you choose Make-A-Wish over all of the other ones that are out there? Yeah, to kind of give you some context, um, so I interned with Make-A-Wish before I came on full-time, and before then, I graduated from Georgia College with a communications degree, um, and I really had no idea what I wanted to do. For a while, I thought about doing journalism, and I wanted to work at a newspaper, a magazine, and then kind of throughout college, I kind of got away from that. But then my senior year, second semester, we got to work with CASA, which is another nonprofit in the Macon area, stands for Court Appointed Special Advocate, and it's an awesome organization. They help children who are in whether that's like foster care or they're just in a place in their life where they don't have anybody to advocate for them while they're going through the court system. Um, so I got to work hands-on with them and kind of like a school project. It was like our senior capstone. Um, and from then I was like, you know what, I love taking um, like my skills and my degree and pairing them with doing service, which I was really passionate about. So um, I just kind of started looking into nonprofits that were Atlanta-based. I knew I wanted to be here. Um, and I also wanted, you know, like I wanted like that big name, um, you know, people are familiar with Make-A-Wish. Um, and I knew whether this is something I do for the next 10 years or 15 years, this would be a huge stepping stone and name to have on my application and great experience. It's a, like Make-A-Wish is beyond the United States. It's a global organization. 
Um, so kind of anywhere you go, I th I just thought it was a good, not necessarily a stepping stone, but a good starting place, especially like right out of college. I mean, it definitely like there is there is no argument. It's it's completely fair to be selfish with your career <laughs> and be like, yeah, like this is where I want my career to begin. And that's a solid place to build a platform from is yeah. with one of the biggest organizations that helps children, especially yeah. because like everything is so transparent with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Like mm -hmm. there's been there's been some stuff that's crossed our path before that we've done fundraisers for that we weren't able to see every cent that went over and like it skeeved us it out a little out. bit. So we, uh, we ended up turning that down and I was talking to my family and it turns out that your organization actually saved my cousin's life. And I was like, you know what? All right. That said, I, I now have a lot of motivation to help the make a wish foundation because without y'all, I wouldn't have one of my fucking cousins. So, you know, that's just that. Also, what uh, was your cousin's wish? I'm just curious. Um, so it was a trip out to Hawaii. Um mm -hmm. and it was really cool. She's in she's in one of your books that talks about like the successive wishes and what they've went on to do uh from okay. there. So yeah, my mom actually has a copy. But yeah, so ever since then, it's been like, you know what, this is going to be a passion project for me because it is something that directly impacted people I a thousand percent care about. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I also realize it may be uncouth uh, for you, but if you have the natural urge to swear, you are more than welcome to <laughs> like... If, if you can tell, we kind of don't give a shit. It's only yeah. because, like, this this community that we have built, whether it's through the podcast or on stream itself, it's a group of rambunctious adults that all all we care about is just to have fun and relax and ultimately help some freaking kids. So if we have the the ability to just help the, help the kids while we're being a bunch of doofuses, then, you know, that's what we're going to do. Now, one of the doofuses is actually here with me, who is Tony. So if Tony has Hello. any questions, um, I, you feel free to interrupt and ask any questions you might have as well, Tony. Got it. Um, I do have – I do want to lead off with a question, though, which is, like, what is your most memorable or favorite, like, wish to have made happen? Not Not in terms of, like, oh, my God, it's so emotional, but, like, it was just so out there and silly and wild that, you know, it just stuck with you. Yeah. I have a couple. Um, so my first ever wish that I got to be a part of was for a little boy named Isaac. And these are my favorite types of wishes just because they're like so heartfelt, but he wished to go to the beach. He had never been to the beach before. Um, I think for me, that's just, I mean, I think I take advantage. I go to the beach probably once a year. And I know a lot of people in the community that that is just something that's so normal. Um, but for Isaac, he had never seen the sand. He had never seen the water. Um, but what's cool about him, we did like a send-off party before he went on his wish. A lot of our travel wishes will do like a, a send-off or a welcome back, like um, to try and like enhance the wish a little bit. But the day before he left, he got to, you know, ring the bell. He had his last doctor's appointment uh, like that I think that that I remember the most are like the sweet little you know innocent like I want to go to the beach I want to go to the Georgia Aquarium like I want to go to a Braves game like that sticks with me a lot um but this past Saturday we got to go to a wish for 
a girl named Emily um, for her quinceanera. That was her wish. She wanted to have a quinceanera, which if you're not familiar, is when you turn 15 in the Spanish culture, you get to have this big party and there's a lot of tradition um, and there's dancing and it's very like choreographed um, and it's just rooted in culture and tradition. Um, and this was the first birthday in years that she has not spent in the hospital. Um, and I think that was just like, it was touching to see like her emotional and like all these random people that were there to cheer her on. Um, so it's, it's wishes like that, that have like that really sentimental, whether they've been going through treatment for years or maybe they're out of treatment. Uh, those are probably like my favorite wishes to be a part of. I would also have to say like from a cultural aspect, a quinceanera is also like a coming of age, like Absolutely. celebration. So Big like, deal. Mm -hmm. yeah, like it's huge. And so to be able to celebrate that as a wish and basically be like, yeah, like I am a woman and I get to have celebrated this with the people that have like been there for me. Like I can't imagine the emotional weight that that brought with it. And that's freaking wild. That's that's yeah. pretty cool though. Yeah, it was awesome. We um, it was our first um wish. We have these like every wish that we do like a celebration. We have these big signs that say your wish is coming true. Like each poster is like your wish is coming. Um, and this is the first year or the first time we've ever had them in Spanish, um, which was really cool. And I think it just shows like, I don't know how far we've we've come and just that we're including and we're being inclusive and that we have wishes for a quinceanera. Like at first I'm like, that's so random. I'm like, we never hear that. We always hear Disney and puppies, but I think it's cool. It's a coming of age. And I, I think it stood for a lot more than just her birthday. Like yeah. And I think for all that that's she's exactly what I was trying to say is like, there's so much more depth to a, and I'm not, I'm, this isn't try to trying to like mitigate anybody else's wishes, you know? But yeah. like there, I feel like there is there are more layers that come onto a quinceanera than just uh, a a trip to somewhere or something like that. And again, yeah. not to diminish the the validity and desire of right. wishes. Um, it's just you know, it's not something I would have thought of that someone would have had a wish for either. Because yeah. from the outside looking in, you know, whether it's something funded by let's say John Cena yeah. or whatever, where mm -hmm. like it's meeting famous people or going to Disney. You know, those are the ones that Make-A-Wish is definitely known for. But you don't right. really hear about something like a quinceanera and like, wow, like that really ties in the culture to a level that like you normally don't ever get to see. So I'm glad you mentioned that because there are a lot of different cultures, like whether it's a part of this podcast or this stream that are represented here. And for people to know that, hey, Make-A-Wish is willing to go that extra mile to learn about the culture, to learn about, you know, how to do this respectfully and engage is something phenomenal because yeah. it removes the stereotype of, well, okay, we'll just fund a trip and no, we'll actually get engrossed in the culture and make it happen. That's incredible. So, yeah. yeah um, absolutely. Now, I wonder out of those... I'm sorry. I think you are breaking up again. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You're back. Can't I can hear confirm. you. Yeah, you're back now. <laughs> yeah, we got you. Okay. Sorry. Don't want to wait. No, you're fine. Um, so out of all the wishes, though, I'm sure that there are some that are fairly easy to do. There are some that have a little more difficulty. For you, in terms of whether it was logistics or it was whatever – 
what is the hardest wish that you have had and been a part of and what made it so difficult? That's a good question. Um, I'm sure there's more and I'll think of them, but the quinceanera was really hard and I know our team worked really hard on that. Um, it's events like that, like the quinceanera is almost like the work that goes into that is pretty much like a wedding. Um, you know, we don't hire event coordinators or a quinceanera coordinator. Like that's people on our team planning that all the way down to decor, food, venue, um, logistics, invitations, timeline. Um, I know that just took a lot of effort. Um, I'm sure you guys have, have you heard of the Zayden wish? I feel like this one comes up every year. Um, for the little boy that wanted to go to Saturn. Um, just yes. Like all, yes. But if you if you want to go ahead and reiterate that one, yeah. please, by all means. Yeah, absolutely. So this was, I mean, this was way before I joined Make-A-Wish, but um, we hear about it and we reference it all the time. I want to say this was like four or five years ago. Um, but we had a little boy named Zayden, and his wish was to go to Saturn. Um, and we really hate to say no to wish kids. Um, we want them to feel like, you know, you can wish for anything under the moon and under the stars and we'll make it happen. But he, he was dead set on going to Saturn and seeing aliens. That was what he wanted to do. Um, so of course it's like, how do you do that? How do you make that happen? And you don't want to say no to the sweet little boy. Um, so they did it with virtual reality. Um, and the layers and the amount of time that went into that coordinating, um, I mean, creating the story on VR all the way down to, they wanted to have like him walk out and have the entire experience at Dobbins um, Air Force Base. And then they wanted um, like astronauts to come and community members. Um, so just like all of the planning that went into that. Um, but yeah, so he got to go to Saturn um, wearing all the goggles and he got to meet aliens and the video is just awesome like seeing his reaction he's like screaming and cheering and yelling like why he has these goggles on um but it's really cool our, our office got remodeled um right before the pandemic and um we have a room where wish kids can come in and that's where they get to brainstorm what they want their wish to be and home depot who redid the room without even knowing it's space themed. There's a red rocket, there's stars, their ceiling is painted like a galaxy. Well, they'd had no idea about Zayden's wish. Well, they revealed the office to us and we're like, how did you know to put a red rocket? Like you must've seen Zayden's video. They're like, oh no, we had we had no idea. Um, so it's really cool that the room without them even knowing is kind of themed like Zayden's wish. There's the red rocket. We have like the little alien that they created. And then so, it's awesome. It came full circle without them even knowing about Zayden's wish. That's actually really amazing. Like I remember, mm -hmm. um, I remember hearing about that wish and I was like, that's, that's freaking amazing. Like yeah. Yeah. now I will say the next couple of questions are going to be a little, a little tough. So please feel free to just like, tell me to go kick rocks. If it is, <laughs> uh, if it's something okay. you don't want to answer. Uh, okay. The first one, the first one is a, a little more of a light one than the next one, but it is, uh, you know, I imagine that there's a lot of wishes out there and mm -hmm. I have to imagine whether it is cost or logistics or something like that, that sometimes the wishes can't happen. 
Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a wish that really just frustrated you um, where like for whatever rhyme or reason just really was like it caused a lot of angst or something like that? And how did you how do you navigate around wishes that that are like that? And how often does it happen? Yeah, so for wishes that we can't make happen, we do have a couple wishes, like wish types that are kind of off limits. Uh, like for instance, um, we you can't ask for a vehicle. You can't ask for, I wish for a, you know, whatever, a Highlander or a uh, Land Rover or whatever. You probably can't ask for strippers, I imagine. <laughs> like, you definitely cannot ask for that. Well, um, uh. <laughs> Uh, but we haven't that hasn't been asked yet either Um, missed opportunity (laughs) but yeah but so you can't ask for a car but for instance we had a wish a couple weeks ago for like a car redo so he had an Audi that he wanted to be like repainted or resurfaced or whatever the term is um so we'll we can do that um but we also won't do like home renovations for instance if wish kid or parents or whatever asked for a kitchen renovation. Um, we can't do that. But if you want a playground added to your backyard um, with the nice like flowers around it, we can do that. Um, so we just try and take whatever that ask might be and kind of rework it. Um, when our Mako's Georgia volunteers first meet with that wish child to determine what they want their wish to be, they typically have them list like three or four options. Um, and then our team, you know, looks at you know, how much money do we have to spend, have to spend per wish? Um, which of these three or four wishes is going to make most sense logistics wise, budget wise? Um, for instance, if my, if I got to submit four wishes, but my top one was going to cost us $30,000 um, and we weren't going to get any in-kind or donations for it, they might look at wish number two. Um, so it just kind of depends. Um, every wish is different. Every kid's different. Um, so, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, that gives us a little more insight, which leads into the next question. Now, this one is the heavy one. Um, because, I mean, ultimately, now, uh, interviews, I think, last year or the year before when I talked to Jaylee and then Chris mm-hmm. years before that, um, there is, number one, for those of y'all who are listening or live with us right now, you may not know, but the Make-A-Wish Foundation does not use the word terminal at all. It is not. It is not a. It is not a term that is ever uttered. I think on campus or in the hospitals, um, to my knowledge. Uh, so there's a different. There's obviously different terminology, but ultimately, you do know that you are working with children who, you know, for whatever reason or another, may not be here, and that's that's got to be a heavy emotional weight that you bear. How is that something that you can continue going to work, uh, you know, day in and day out, making these incredible wishes come true, all while I have to imagine in the back of your head, like, it's, there is a, there is the, a high rate of finality, like, that's got to hurt, I imagine. How do you, how do you, how do you process that? Yeah, yeah, and you're absolutely right. We try to sway away from the word terminal. Um our mission statement is to create life-changing wishes for children with critical illness. Um, as you can imagine, a lot can fall under critical illnesses. Um, but I think for me, um, 
And, you know, of course, unfortunately, there are children that do pass away, um, whether they're in the process of getting their wish or maybe afterwards. Um, we try and love on the families as much as we can, whether that's sending cards when little Joey is in the hospital for another round of treatment, um, just showing our love, calling these families. They really do become part of our family. Um, the parents, the siblings, I mean, we see these families all the time. We invite them to our events. So you get kind of connected to the families in a certain way. Um, for me, it's like going to work and knowing that sometimes that does happen. Um, I just try and look at like the happiness that we were able to bring that child um, and that happiness that they might not have had or received um, if it wasn't for the wish. Um, it is hard. It definitely is hard um, when you hear um you'll kind of hear it buzz around the office every now and then. And it is, it's hard. Um, but I think we all just try to look at like the, the happiness and the joy that we could provide um, for some of those children that unfortunately do pass away. Completely understood. Yeah. Now getting a, getting a little back out of the, the, the darker questions there. Um, have you ever had a wish that was, not really i feel like like selfish is the wrong word here because ultimately the foundation is doing a selfless act to help one of these children but have any of these kids actually taken their opportunity as a wish and instead done something for somebody else with that wish instead of for themselves has that ever been a thing yeah absolutely so we actually have we have like four official wish types um and then we have a fifth so the four official are um Oh my gosh, to have, to go, to meet. There's another, it'll come to me. But the fifth one is to give. Um, and it's kind of like our unofficial fifth one. Um, and it doesn't happen often. It's super rare. But for instance, we had a wish kid named Matthew who wished to give like the funds that would have gone to his wish to his cancer research. Um, we have, and this is actually, I think, really awesome but we have a wish coming up for a little, not a little girl, um, a teenager who wants to give like feminine products, um, like thousands of them away to people that can't afford them. Um, Yo, so, really? Yeah. It's That's awesome. fucking amazing. Holy like, shit. I kid you not, we have 7,000 pairs of like reusable underwear or something in our office at the moment. Um, so it's awesome. So that's her wish. She, she knows how expensive it is. She knows that people can't afford it. So he wants his, I mean, thousands and thousands of these products away to people. Um, every now and then you'll see wish kids. It, it tends to be older, like teenager age, um, who want to create care baskets for people that are, you know, receiving chemo or that are staying in the hospital for extended periods of time. Um, so you, you do see it. Um, every now and then we'll have somebody like pass along their wish to another child. Um, for instance, if I were to receive a wish, but you know, I knew that Sally Sue really needs it and it would turn her life around. That's also an option as well. So we do see it. It's just super rare, but the ones that, that do decide to, to give, um, it, I think it's awesome. I think it's super inspiring. That's yeah. That's incredible. Like, cause yeah. I feel like no matter what, um, like we would only be able to have the perspective from the outside in on what these children are going through but ultimately 
no one's going to understand these kids more than these other kids. And there's a level of like empathy that I feel like no matter how much we try and raise money or make wishes come true or anything like that, there's, there's a, there's something that we are always going to miss because it's something that we will never experience that, you know, seeing these kids look out for one another is just, Mm -hmm. it's beyond touching. It's, it's incredible. So that's, that's crazy amazing. So, um, moving into that kind of realm what was what would you say in your time with the make a wish foundation is the most memorable experience or heartfelt uh moment or something like that that you've had like the one that even to this day you think about that wish or that kid or whatever it is and it just hits you like a sack of bricks like what what did that for you yeah um let's see i have a few um and kind of like i mentioned before for me it's the ones that are just like simple and sweet and like things that we take advantage of um but that is like literally their one wish in the entire world those are my favorite so isaac like i mentioned he wanted to go to the beach um but then i've also met a couple kids like we um have this event every year called wish ball which is like our black tie gala and it's always in the fall. And this past year, we decided to grant a wish at the gala for the first time ever. So we had this little boy named Branson and his wish was for a, like, like a Ugga bulldog, essentially. Um, like he wanted a little bulldog that looked like Ugga. Um, and he had waited like three or four years, something crazy. And they had gone back like time after time and been like, Branson, are you sure? Like, we can rethink, like, we just don't know if that's going to happen, or if it's not going to happen right now, it's going to be a while, and he was dead set on this puppy dog, um, so we invited him to the gala, and we brought him on stage, and presented him this puppy, and the tears in his eyes, and, like, he just wanted to hold the puppy and never let go, and afterwards, I got to hang out with him, I was on, like, Branson duty for a little bit, and he just sat there and snuggled with this dog, and would not let it go, and I think for him, like, for some people, it's like, oh, it's a puppy, but for Branson, that was, I mean, he had waited a long time for that puppy, he had had a ton of patience, Um, and I think, I mean, they're best buddies, we got pictures for, like, four or five weeks after Wish Ball of Branson and his puppy, and them celebrating birthdays together, and holidays, Um, so it it was very heartfelt and touching, Um, but then, yeah, to be honest with you, Emily's wish this past Saturday, I think, was huge for me. Um, seeing her cry as she's walking down this pink carpet that we had her walk down. Um, there's moments in every wish that I've been to that I think melt my heart. Um, we had a wish kid named Remy who wanted to go on a Frozen-themed ski trip. And we had, like, a little send-off party for her. And at the party, we invited Elsa to come, um, like, sing and hang out with sweet Remy um and just seeing like her face light up um by seeing Elsa I think there's a certain part in every wish that just like melts my heart and it's definitely like just seeing their reaction to everything yeah that's completely fair um now how much like I know that there obviously like we wouldn't be doing this uh charity stream and all the charity work that we do here if it wasn't for the need to raise funds to help Mm -hmm. these wishes come true 
what does the average cost of a wish kind of break down to and how much of that comes from donors and then how much of that comes from like corporate relations? If you're allowed to tell us, obviously, if it's like top secret or whatever, then please don't tell us. I don't want the Make-A-Wish Secret Service to come after <laughs> me, you know, but like if it's if, if there's something where it can give us a little bit of insight on like just how far do our dollars as the donors go to helping children, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can give you like a little bit of foreground. I'll kind of explain how it, how it works too. So um, how it works is we have, we only have like 35 people on our Make-A-Wish Georgia staff. Um, but the reason we're able to serve the entire state of Georgia is because of our volunteers. We have over 400 volunteers throughout the state. Um, and so they are the ones that, you know, set up the initial meeting with the wish child, whether that's in person or over the phone, and they're brainstorming what they want their wish to be. They go through the whole process, dislikes, likes, what do you want your wish to be, what do you don't want your wish to be, yada, yada, yada. Well, those volunteers send us that paperwork, and you essentially have to get the wish approved by people on our, like, senior leadership team. Um, so if it was to go to Disney World, somebody on our team is going to break down all of the expenses and then it's got to get approved. Um, for wishes like Disney, I mean, there is a slight discount in rate for us, but I mean, none of that's donated. Um, a lot of wishes we try our best to get in-kind donations. So whether that's for Emily's wish, whether that's getting the food donated um, or the space donated, there's very few wishes that don't cost anything. Um, most wishes have some type of expense. Um, but if we can get some of the wish donated, we do. Um, I mean, I, it just kind of depends on the wish around price range. Um, we try and keep it somewhat fair, but, you know, some things are going to cost more than others. For instance, going to Hawaii is going to cost way more than going to Disney World in Florida. Um, you got to fly there. It's just more expensive. I would say less than $10,000 per wish, but more than five. Um, so kind of between there. Yeah, because I remember, I believe last year, the, I think it was last year's when we were working with Jaylee, it was uh, mm -hmm. raising funds to put together a gaming PC for one of the Wish kids. And then yeah. for those of y'all on this podcast and on stream, you will never know that this happened because we were like, we as, or I as the streamer and all the other streamers that participated we were not allowed to stream it. And that's not because there was any kind of gag order, because clearly I can fucking talk about it. It was more so to to protect the child's identities. That's a fucking minor. So, mm -hmm. you know, don't don't come at me with this, well, you mm -hmm. can't really prove you did it because you didn't stream it. Shut the fuck up. Like, we we obviously are looking out for the health and safety of a child. So we did do that, and we got to play Minecraft with this child, and it was great with a PC that came as a result of what you, the donors, made happen. So I can tell you personally that, you know, your donations truly impact a child, if only because I physically got to be a part of it. So, you know, if you... Sometimes it comes across like, hey, I'm, I'm, I donated this money, but I didn't really see what happened with it. Well, as someone who has been able to have the opportunity to see what has come of your donations, because obviously, uh, like with Sarah working on behalf of them, like, you know, that's one step removed. 
but hey, it's me. Like I'm, you know, just a just a dweeb who loves helping kids and playing fucking games. And I can tell you, it it's it happens, and it's incredible when it does. And so the more that you all are able to get the message out to your friends, family, coworkers, even people that fucking hate you, you can't hate kids. Like adults suck, but you know these are kids. And so if you have the chance or ability to help kids, then just scroll down below, throw in a donation. Like it goes directly to the kids. Um, now here's another question that I've got for you, which is. As far as wishes go, I imagine mm -hmm. some are like because when I when I do my uh, my streams during the, this month, um, I usually will play whatever the new video is that you guys have up on your channel. And the most recent one I saw was this hockey rink that was built in a child's backyard so they could skate and play uh, hockey and all of this stuff. And I was like, that's really cool. But. Outside of the cool or stupendous or incredibly magical wishes that are, you know, like like you said, um, when the child wished to go to outer space and encounter aliens and all of that stuff, right? Those are, in those are insane. But I have to imagine since these are children, there has got to be a litany of just silly, dorky, doofy, just out there freaking wishes. What are some silly... What are some of those wishes that come to mind that you're just like, you know, I never would have thought that would have been a wish in a million years as an adult, but holy shit, that's nerdy and I'm about it. What What is something like that that comes to mind for you? Oh, gosh. You know, while I've been here, I haven't gotten any that are just like, oh, that's weird. But I was talking to somebody the other day. I cannot even remember who, but... It was either him or a sibling or something. It was a it was a guy, and he wished to see. He wished to meet some chef. It wasn't like Betty Crocker, but it was something like that. Somebody like iconic. I can't remember who it was. Um, but I was like, you know, that's 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 kind of weird. Like, w like why? Like, were you just a big fan? Like, and he was like, no, I um I watched this person's show in the hospital room, and she like got me through the treatments and whatnot and he wanted to meet her and he wanted to cook with her so he drove down to Macon and they did like this whole like chef experience um so of course like I was like oh that's weird and it ended up being like super sentimental and I feel like that happens with all of the wishes that I make that's kind of weird um I'm trying to think I know here in Georgia I mean we have a lot of celebrity we, braves we have a couple wish kids going to Taylor Swift this weekend um Oh, this is kind of, I mean, not weird, but different. We had a wish kid um, this past Christmas time that wanted to meet Santa Claus. So that was, um, that was a new one for me. I hadn't heard that one yet. Um, yeah, that's probably the most out there one that I've heard since I've been here was to meet Santa Claus. That's, I mean, still though, especially because if Santa Claus isn't in season, you got to hit him up in the North Pole and be like, yo, Santa, we're going to expense your, uh, your reindeer. Like, just come on down. I mean, I realize Rudolph is probably like, bro, I'm tired. I'm off but, duty. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, I don't want to turn this damn red nose on, but you know what? It's for the kids. So shut the hell up, Rudolph. You're coming. <laughs> so I, I imagine that's probably still like with the magic that Make-A-Wish offers, like that's got to be something awesome to just make, make it come true. 
like that's that's pretty that's pretty dope um now speaking of wishes and their complexities i am curious i imagine either due to cost logistics you know whatever it is because Mm -hmm. again like it's hard to get things to fall into place whether it is due to travel or it is due to expense or whatever it is Mm -hmm. but i imagine that there are some wishes that are either difficult or even potentially frustrating or impossible to do how do you navigate around a child because ultimately they're kids so it's hard to like if you're telling a kid like yo we want to make your dreams come true but then the kid says their wish and then you're like well in the back of your head like shit like uh i don't i don't really know how we can make that happen so how do you how do you navigate around those conversations and still provide a wish for a child when it's something that is objectively just difficult or even impossible to do what do you what do you do with that yeah i think we just try our best to like explain with some of those wishes that it's going to take time because for instance we had a couple movie wishes which are awesome but think about how many people and all the time that goes into creating a movie so we come to the wish kid and I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. But it's going to be a little bit. We have to get all this stuff sorted out. Then we're going to have to film. Then we're going to have to edit. I mean, it's going to be years and years. Um, so just, I think just like making it aware to some of those kids, like, hey, th- it's going to take a minute. Um, we have kids that are in our pipeline for years. And it's not because we don't want to grant their wish. Sometimes it's financially, we just can't do it. Sometimes it's, hey, that's going to take a couple years for us to even have the space to put that together or have the resources or the time. Um, So I think we try and be transparent, um, but we also don't want to shut anything down or break a kid's heart. Um, So yeah, just letting them know that it's going to be a minute. But if you want to go to Disney World, that might be a little quicker. Not that we're saying you should do that. Um, But just some stuff takes a lot longer than some things. I mean, hey, with that with that film one, like, shoot me a message or something, because I may have I may have contacts that could help with that. Yeah. Just uh, just throwing that one out there. Now, uh, I know that a lot of wish kids are not like they're not uh, the age range caps at 18, to my understanding. Mm -hmm. And I know that when I was a teenager, I was kind of a rambunctious asshole. Um. And so with that said, like, I imagine if like, and again, I'm just trying to like put myself in the shoes here where it's like, I would be frustrated at the world. I would be frustrated at, you know, like I'd just be frustrated as a teenager going through something like this. And so like when it comes to these, these young adults, I guess, or these like teenagers, have you ever encountered a any kind of like friction that whether it's arguments or it's frustrations or something like that, where it's like, you obviously can't tell, like you just, you can't tell a kid who's not, you know, going through something that, yo, like you can't talk to a kid like that, but let alone someone who's going through something as life changing Mm -hmm. as whatever these kids may be going through. But I imagine that it happens, especially with young adults or teenagers, where it's like there's just a lot of 
either stress, anxiety, frustration, whatever it is. And so how do you all as the foundation navigate around these frustrations and help these kids when in, you know, because they are young adults, they're justifiably, and it's understandable that they would just be mad and or anxious and or stressed about it. Like, is there, what, what do you do with that? How do you, how do you do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say that there's definitely a big difference in some of our older wish kids versus the younger. Um, that being a lot of our, our older wish kids, we don't see this one makes sense. So like the younger wish kids, we have a lot of the, I want to be a policeman for the day, or I want to go to the Georgia aquarium. So they're around more. We're at their wishes. We're taking them to the Georgia aquarium. We're taking them and setting up to meet a police officer day. But for some of our older kids, they kind of have their mind made up. A lot of them want to go on trips. Um, We as staff and as volunteers don't go on the trips with them. So a lot of that interaction between those high school age kids could just be via the phone. Um, But you're right, there's a difference because for a lot of our younger kids, when we're setting up the wishes, we're talking to the parents Um, versus the older kids. A lot of the time we're communicating with that child um, and with that young adult. Um, But as far as what I've seen, people are super grateful. And so there tends not to be a lot of, you know, anger and frustration that gets taken out on us from the child and vice versa, I guess. Um, But it is different. I think they have their mind made up though, pretty much on what they want their wish to be. They come in with ideas. There's not a lot of back and forth. Um, I think, and I think this is a good thing, but I think a big difference is they know what they want and they're detailed. For instance, Emily for her quinceanera, she was turning 15. I consider that a young adult. And, you know, she had a list of things that she really wanted. But when you come across a six-year-old and they're like, I want a birthday party, they're not, I mean, they might give you a rough list, but they're not going to say, I want a videographer and I want pink linens and I want silver forks or whatever. But I just think some of the high school and the older age kids not that they have bigger expectations, but they might have a more thought out idea of what they want and kind of expectations that they want to have. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, and they can articulate themselves better than like right. a young child anyway. So it, it it makes complete and total sense as it is. Yeah. So that's, that's absolutely fair. Um, now with Cotier and Tony here, uh, I know Tony has a, a child and may have some questions. Uh, Cotier may also have some questions. So I'm going to throw it to either of them if they have any questions that they would like to ask you. Guys? I, at this time, don't have any questions. I've just been Fair. Listening. No, that's fair. Uh, Cotier, do you have anything? I know you're recording and kind of behind the scenesy, but I, you know, you're also here. I, while while we're uh, kind of like thinking on the side, though, you said that Make a Wish is a global organization, right? Oh, I think. Oh, do do we lose you? Do we get you back? Hello. No. Hello. No. Do we lose you? We can still Did see you. Me? I'm here. Yeah. Sorry, okay, I yeah. thought you were talking to the other person that was talking. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, so you had mentioned that uh, Make-A-Wish is a global organization. Yeah. Um, how exactly do things kind of shake out with 
because I imagine that there is a national and then there are different states and mm-hmm. then obviously chapters in different countries. How does it all shake out to where, you know, if someone donates and they want it to go to their specific place, do they have to donate specifically to their state chapter or can they just donate to national? And then also, how does that work with the international group of things? If only because I have a couple of friends that have been interested in doing fundraisers and stuff like that, but they are not domestic whatsoever. Um, and I know like last year when we were talking to my friend, friend and fellow streamer, he's in the Czech Republic. Um, and he and I talked about it and, you know, no idea if the Czech Republic has a Make-A-Wish chapter. But what are what are some ways, number one, that if someone wants to make sure that they help their local chapter, that they do so? And then number two, internationally speaking, if someone wants to participate, especially, again, for this very nuanced question for the Czech Republic, is that a thing? Like, do you all have a chapter out there? Yeah, great question. I was just looking up. I don't know if Czech Republic has a I don't know if they have a chapter. Anyways, um, I can tell you that how it works. So each chapter or each state, I'm sorry, has its own chapter. This is like within the United States itself. So um, some states have more than one chapter. It just kind of depends on, you know, like the layout of the state. For instance, Tennessee is very long. They have two chapters. I think it's like West Tennessee and East Tennessee. Um, We have one. Alabama has one. Texas has like three or four. California, as you can imagine, is very long. I think they have four. New York has a lot. Just kind of depends on the layout of the state. We have one here um, in Georgia, based in Atlanta. Um, but yeah, all the money fundraised in the state of Georgia, and this goes for any state, stays here in Georgia, going to Georgia Wishes. We operate on our own 501c. Um, we fall under the umbrella of Make Wish America, but we're very separate, like state by state entities. Um, same thing kind of goes for Tennessee. Um, they operate on those two separate chapters. So if East Tennessee, they have their outline of a region, any money raised in that region is going to East Tennessee. Same for West Tennessee, it's its own region. Um, but each state in the United States has at least a chapter. Um, we have a couple, this is kind of funny, but like there's like Make-A-Wish OKI, I think, Oklahoma, Kentucky, Indiana and they cover like those three states. But every state has access to a chapter um, of some sort. It just sometimes in the states where there's not a lot of people or wishes or need, um, several different states are kind of lumped together. But as far as that, there's Make-A-Wish International, um, Canada, Mexico, Korea, I mean, all over the globe, Greece, South Africa. Um, We have a big Make-A-Wish conference every year um, that, this past year, it like rotates every year. This past year was just like domestic organizations um, and it was in Orlando. And then I think this coming year we'll have an international one. I'm not sure where it is, um, but it kind of flip flops. So um, we'll get to meet people from kind of all over the globe, which is really cool. Um, but as far as like what our national headquarters does, which is like Make Wish America, which is over all of the states, they handle all of our celebrity wishes. So if you wish to meet Taylor Swift, um, The Rock, I mean, whoever it is, Kanye, uh, Beyonce, um, the president, all of that is handled through our national office. They handle celebrities and all of that. And then also like any big national 
ship. So, for instance, this is, I just know this, but like Maggiano's is one of our big Nashville partners. Um, there's a ton. Duck Donuts is one of our new Nashville partners. Um, so they kind of handle all of Nashville partners, celebrity wishes, and then any type of like big funding that comes in. For instance, I know like Michael Jordan, just, yeah, I think it was Michael Jordan donated like a ton of money and then went to our national office. So yeah, that's kind of how it works, but it's state by state. It is weird that you mentioned duck donuts, if only because last year, number one, like I gained a lot of weight eating duck donuts donuts because they're <laughs> so good. But um, I physically just walked into one of their stores one day and uh, had talked to one of the owners at Duck Donuts and was like, yo, you guys should be a part of this. Who, who do I need to talk to to, like, hook up with me and let's do something? And then crickets until today when I hear that they are a, a partner with you guys. And I'm like, well, all right, like, maybe maybe I had something to do with that. Just a little, little bit of maybe. Like, yeah, that'd be they're, wild. They're doing, like, a – it's a special donut that comes out in the next couple of weeks. I think it has, like, blue stars on it or something. Um, but, yeah. That's really cool. Well, that's what's up. Um, do we have any other questions, either from Stream or Tony or Cotier, before we wrap up for the evening? Anybody? Y'all have, like, a tiny nothing. window. Do you got nothing, Tony? I got nothing. All right. <laughs> well, then, thank you so much for giving us your time and letting us yeah. just chat with you. Because, again, it puts a face to what is otherwise a faceless organization. So it's really nice to be able to just show my community like, hey, they're real people and they genuinely do this out of the kindness of their own heart. Now, I do have one last question. Uh, last year, um, we, I wasn't able, unable to attend because I was traveling, but I sent one of my friends in my place and y'all basically threw him off a building um, at some dinner or gala or something like that. Um, is, is that happening again this year? Did we, was it I don't know. I, uh, maybe it, I think it was like some sort of, uh, like a thank you gala for the people that had oh, some, something. That, I don't know. Yeah. I just remember um, seeing the photos where, uh, they got to repel off the side of one of the skyscrapers here in Atlanta. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes. So that's one of our, um, and yeah, I can share this. This is kind of, I guess a good need to know. We have several like big internal Make-A-Wish Georgia events every year. Um, one of those is called Over the Edge and you can sign up and all the information I know is on our website, um, but you get to rappel off the side of the Intercontinental Hotel, I think in Buckhead. Um, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. I got to go last year, but yeah, you just rappel off the hotel um, and that's about it, but it's awesome. We have a ton of wish kids come. Um, you kind of go in like, there's different like sessions and times that you get to go in um, and you get to rappel down with somebody. There's two people that go down at a time, but like all the way down the side of the hotel building, you are just hanging, hanging and hanging until you get to the bottom. But yeah, that's one of the big ones we have. Um, we also have on May 13th, Walk for Wishes, which is a 5K that you actually are going to start in Truist Park in the Brave Stadium. And then the, the 5K, the three miles kind of goes around and then you finish again back in Truist Park. We have a ton of wish kids come out. Um, there'll be like over 500 people there. It's actually free to register. All of it's on our website. Um, but yeah, 
it's awesome. So those are kind of a couple of like the big make wish events that we have every year. And then I wanted to just say while I'm on here, um, just like thank you to everybody who is donating and that's a part of this. Um, it just means a lot to us. And um, I'm hoping that, you know, we'll raise enough where we can adopt a wish this year, whether that's for like a gaming system or something along those lines, we'll try to keep it in the streaming type of realm. Um, but hopefully having some type of gathering, party, um, something to celebrate um, the wish that we've granted together. Yeah, that's what's up. Well, then, thank you again so much for taking out your time to join us and the merry band of idiots that, you know, really all just come together to help kids anyway. But, you know, for the podcast, thank you all so much for tuning in through this uh, special episode. We do this once a year, and this is the first year that we've actually been able to get the recording and it's actually going to go up. We weren't able to capture the audio last year or the year before that or the year before that. So this is the first one that will be going up. And then, yeah, but podcast, thank you all for joining us. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. And take care. All right, cool. So, yeah, uh, thanks so much again. Like, I I really appreciate that because it it really helps, like, add some humanity uh, and, like I said, a face to everything. So, yeah, yeah, but – that's uh that's us that's who we are and um if ever you have a request of us just let me know and we'll see what we can do to help out yeah absolutely like like i said like i'm trying to do some type of like get together gathering when we do adopt that wish so hopefully that'll be like a nice touch point for y'all um and hopefully you can invite some friends in your community too so yeah that'd be crazy Uh, i'm about it um and then uh like i said um when you whenever you are back because i know the end of this month is going to be super busy for you uh but maybe like next week or something uh feel free to drop me a line because i'm reconnecting with a bunch of contacts in a bunch of particular different industries and may be able to help with uh some connections and then on top of that i would really like the information for the beard thing because um (laughs) The beard culture and community in and of itself is just like, it's super damn niche, but there's a lot of, just like the people who encompass my channel, there are a bunch of either veterans or just grisly old fuckers that they just want to help kids. But objectively, you look at these dudes and like, wow. Yeah, they're just like, they're like, ah, like they're, they're gruff and whatever, but ultimately they have the hearts of gold. Uh, so from that to people who own beard oil companies and things of that nature, um, whether I can find sponsors or things like that, let me know. Um, and then we can like take out some time and kind of help you out with access. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. It was like one of the first things that I got that I had to do when I started my job and I was like, I don't know anybody. Um, so I, it would be great to be like kind of plugged into the, that. I, I will, uh, when, again, when you touch base with me, I have one of my friends who won world of beard, uh, probably oh five gosh. years ago. Yeah. He taught me how to grow mine. And now mine is <laughs> off as a kitten. I, it, I'm trying to get it to grow longer. I want a fucking ZZ top going on, but, um, no, like he's his was an absolute monstrosity and it was beautiful in every sense of the word. So what what'll happen is um I'll probably touch base with him once you reach out to me. 
Um, and then through a couple of my other <laughs> friends who own like uh, beard oil companies and things like that, uh, we may be able to network there and try and get the word out as well as either sponsorships or, you know, visibility, whatever it is. So, you know, just keep me posted and yeah. I will jump on it whenever. So, yeah. yeah. That would be great. Yeah. It was November is for no shape November. I don't know why I couldn't. Oh, that makes, yeah, that makes, that makes complete sense. <laughs> all right, cool. Well then well, thank, thank you, you so I much for your time. It. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well then have a wonderful evening. Thanks. It was nice to meet you guys. I appreciate Thanks. it. Yep. Take care. Right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.